Good morning and welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Israel and it is my privilege to encourage you this morning. We are in week three of our Chainbreaker devotional series. And today I want us to unpack a passage found in Galatians chapter 5, verses 1, and the following verses after that, but primarily verses 1. Now, I want you to just stick with me here. I know it's 7 a.m., and I know it's early in the morning, so to unpack a whole passage like this might seem a little bit much, but I promise you I'll get to a good point at the end if you will just stick with me. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. This verse to me appears to be the main focal point in Paul's letter to the Galatian church. See, the first half of the verse, Paul is making, in a sense, a declaration of freedom, that we've been made free for freedom's sake. And Paul then goes on to unpack it, but he unpacks it in the following verses in light of the second half of the verse, which points towards the first half of the letter to the Galatians. Um, and so this verse really pulls together the entire, uh, the entire letter to the church. Paul unpacks this concept, this passage of freedom, in two parts. He does it in freedom from, in verses 1 to 4, and then he goes into freedom for, in verses 5 and 6. And if we look at the verse in this way, we can start to get a little bit of a clearer picture of what freedom in Christ is. The Galatian church sat with an interesting situation. They seem to have really grappled with the concept of justification, how we are made right with God. And Paul is very clear in his writings that we are made right to God by faith alone, through his grace alone. And that when it comes to our works, it is of no merit. You can't add it to the equation. It's faith alone by grace alone. Our full acceptance by God, our right standing with God is number one predicated on based on the finished works of Jesus alone, and it is accessed and received through faith alone. Therefore, for us to be made right, uh, to be made right with God, we cannot combine our works, our ability, our wanting to be righteous through our own human capacity and sort of blend it in with the finished works of Jesus. Either his works has been finished and we don't have to add to it and just rest in his finished works and live according to his finished works, or we have to do something and his finished works is somehow not enough. That's why we cannot blend the two. We both get in right relationship with God and we stay in right relationship with God through faith alone. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 2 to 4, Paul gives the Galatian church three warnings that I want us to look at right now. And it includes, a, an, some, for some people, an uncomfortable subject, but just stay, bear with, stay with me in this. Um, he gives three warnings. Paul writes to the Galatians church that we've been made free from sin. And he says that in Galatians chapter 3, verse 22. He also says that we've been made free from the curse of the law in Galatians 3.13. And that we've been made free from the principles of this world in Galatians chapter 4, verses 3. You see, the sacrifice of Jesus covered our sins, freed us from the shame of our sins, and freed us from the power of our sins. 
And we can see in the letter that the gentle, the non-Jewish believers of, of Jesus, the followers of Jesus, started to kind of feel that them being Gentiles and non-Jewish people weren't enough. And so they started incorporating some of the Jewish customs into their Christian faith. First thing they did was they started incorporating Jewish festivals and holidays into their faith. You can see that in chapter 4, verses 10. And they started mixing these Jewish practices with their Christian faith. Now, all of this wasn't quite a problem just yet, but we can see in the letter that the church in Galatia was also starting to contemplate taking up the Jewish practice of circumcision into their faith. Now, this act may not seem that odd to us, but it makes sense if you understand how the Jewish people saw the act of circumcision. Circumcision to the Jewish people symbolized their obedience to the law, the same law that we'd just been freed from in the finished works of Jesus. And by taking up the act of circumcision, by taking up the sign of obedience to the law, they were basically trying to mix works and grace together here, the very thing that Jesus had made them free from. See, rather than submitting to the grace of God alone, they were considering taking up the law again and finding a way to blend their works with Jesus's works. It all just wasn't going to work. And so Paul writes to them and he warns them that this isn't a good idea. And he's go as far as saying that if you accept this practice of circumcision, then Christ is of no use to them. And it's strong words he says this, but the point is this, that the law pointed to man's righteousness, which always fails. Mankind cannot be righteous on our own. While Jesus' righteousness, which is the gift of grace, is what ultimately frees mankind. So for the Galatians to take up circumcision, it would mean that they now believe that Christ and faith in him wasn't enough. That they also needed to start adding their works into the very mix. And this is Paul's first writing to them, that if you start blending the two together, Christ will be of no use to you. Why? That takes us to his second warning. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 3, he says, I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that is obligated to keep the whole law. And Paul says the word keep here. In Greek, it's literally the word do. You will have to do the entire law. You can't just nitpick some parts of the law and say grace in other places. If you're going to start taking a practice of the law, you're going to have to start doing the whole law, which we could never do, which is why we needed a Messiah in the first place. The Bible is clear that mankind cannot justify themselves through keeping the law because we could never keep the law perfectly. But God becoming man could keep the law perfectly. And so scripture says that Jesus fulfilled the law and we now rest in his finished works. Then Paul gives a third and a final warning in Galatians chapter 5 verses 4. He says, you are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. And grace, just like the word doing here in verse 3, comes towards the underlying issue. Grace is a gift we have to receive. God has designated the grace of God to be a gift. He cannot give grace to someone who's trying to receive it, trying to earn it as a reward. The nature of gifts is that we need to receive it. The moment you start earning something as a reward, it's not a gift anymore. The moment we introduce works into our Christian walk is the moment that we stop ourselves, we enter ourselves 
from receiving the free gift of grace. It's not that God withholds it, but it's that we cannot receive it anymore because grace can only be received in a posture as a gift. Now, remember in the first half of verses one, which is for freedom Christ has set us free, is picked up again in verses five to six. In verse two, Paul gives a one-word encouragement about freedom. He says it's freedom from, freedom from sin, freedom from the law, freedom from the curse of death, and from trying to earn God's acceptance. But now in verses five to six, we get to celebrate freedom for something. And it summarizes the whole letter of this from beginning to end. And notice the emphasis that Paul puts here in verses five and six. For through the Spirit by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor our concision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 5, Paul says that our freedom comes through the Spirit. <coughs> and this reminds me of the prophecy found in the book of Jeremiah, which talks about what will happen when the Holy Spirit comes. And let's read that together. Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 33 to 34. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall each one see, one teach his neighbor and his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. And this, I believe, brings this whole concept together. Perhaps the greatest reason of why we were made free is so that by the Holy Spirit, we may intimately know God, experience God, deeply know him. You could, in a sense, almost sum up all of Scripture as a story of God saying that he wants his kids back. God is wanting to be in a relationship with you. Be free. Walk in the finished works of Jesus. Don't blend your works in it. We're still required to live a certain way. We're still required to live a life of purity, a life of holiness. But it's not based on our ability. It's based on his empowerment in our lives. And our justification, how we are made right with God, is independent on our ability to live a life of perfection. Our justification is based on the gift of Jesus' freedom. Amen. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much for the gift of freedom, for the gift of grace. Holy Spirit, will you, during this week, show us places where we might be trying to blend in legalistic practices with our faith in the finished works of Jesus and help us understand the finished works of Jesus better so that we may live a life of freedom to deeply know you, our Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you very much for tuning in this morning. I hope that it wasn't too much for you, but we'll see you again every weekday morning at 7 a.m. Have a blessed day, everyone.